My friends, welcome to the Cornerstone Podcast. I am Francis Hueso, the host of this podcast. This episode is the last of the series, The Marks of Christ in the Believer. I have truly enjoyed sharing this series with you and I hope it has been a blessing to you. I started the series wanting to share a few qualities of Christ I have been calling marks that I believe every child of God should show the world as a testimony of their life in Christ. Paul told the church in Galatia, let no one cause me trouble, for I carry on me the marks of Jesus. He was talking about his physical marks and referring to the marks slaves had on their bodies, signaling who owned them. The marks of Christ or the qualities of Christ we discussed in this series tell the world that we are followers of Jesus. From the moment we are saved, the Holy Spirit starts working in us to make us more like Christ. The Word of God, the time we spend in prayer, our experiences with God, and even our trials are all opportunities for us to grow and mature until, as the Bible says, we get to the stature of the perfect one who is Christ. The Lord put it on my heart to use as examples of these qualities of Christ, women from the Bible who are not well known but who represent well the qualities believers in Christ must possess. When we spoke about integrity, we learned about Jehoshaba, a princess of Judah who saved her nephew's life just because it was the right thing to do. We use Jael as an example of purpose. This brave woman killed Sisera, one of Israel's enemies, and became a hero for the people of God. Naaman's slave was the young woman we discussed as an example of compassion. This young woman could have kept her mouth shut and not spoken about the God of Israel, but her compassion moved her, and because of that compassion, Naaman was healed of leprosy. The widow who gave her two mites was our example for generosity. We said that generosity is an effective antidote against idolatry and the best way to attract the blessings of God to our lives. We then spoke about Aksa and her wise way of interceding for her future family. We learned that intercession is one of the marks of Christ because when we intercede, we are following his example. Christ is still interceding on our behalf at the right hand of the Father. After the mark of intercession, we talked about prudence, using the wise woman from Abel as an example. Her prudence saved the city and inspired us to allow the Holy Spirit to develop prudence in us. When we talked about Priscilla, Aquila's wife, and how this hospitable couple collaborated with many to build the Church of Jesus Christ, we said that the only way the church will accomplish the plan of God will be through collaboration. We need to collaborate to reach the world for the gospel. With Priscilla, we conclude our summary of the series, and we come to today's title, which is the last mark of Christ on my list for this series. Today, we will talk about the mark of Christ of suffering. There was a time in my life when I thought it was not the will of God for his people to suffer. 
I used to think that Christ came to earth to suffer so we did not have to. But that, my dear friend, was a very immature way of thinking and it was not biblical. Christ told us that in the world we would have tribulation. We live in a time when people do not like sermons that speak about sufferings. Most pastors only preach uplifting sermons because they do not want to upset their congregations. However, my friend, the Bible does not promise that our lives will be perfect if we come to Christ. We live in a broken world and of course we will have difficulties. If we want to be like Christ, we must know that to be like Him, we will have to suffer as He did. We will not have to suffer what He suffered, but we will know sadness. Hebrews 5.8 tells us that Jesus learned obedience from the things He suffered. Many Christians think that when they suffer, God is chastising them, but that is not the case. An excellent example of that is the life of Junia, the last woman we will speak of in this series. Many Christians do not even know that she existed, but in the kingdom of God, Junia is well known, especially for her sufferings for the Lord Jesus Christ. Junia was a Jewish woman who, with her partner Andronicus, have become a follower of Jesus very early on and was persecuted for her faith. Junia is only mentioned once in the Bible. It is mentioned in Romans 16:7, but the inclusion of Junia in this verse tells us a lot. Go with me to that verse, Romans 16:7, which says, "Greet Andronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me." They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Let me start talking about this great woman, saying that though Junia was widely accepted as a woman apostle throughout early church history, in later translations, an S was added to the end of her name, making it into a masculine form, Junias. Was this a simple mistake? Something political? or an attempt to deny that women could be apostles, there's no way to know that. But what is well known is that the masculine form of the name Junia was essentially non-existent during those times, but the feminine form was widespread. In the verse we read, Paul shares that both Andronicus and Junia were in prison with him. Andronicus was thought to be Junia's husband, although some historians question whether he was her husband or her brother. We know from the book of Romans that Junia served alongside Paul in his ministry and was effective enough to be considered a threat to the local authorities who imprisoned her along with Paul. I chose Junia as an example of suffering because this woman was thrown in jail not because she was a criminal but because she preached the gospel. One thing is to suffer the consequences of our sins or mistakes, and another is to suffer for our obedience to Christ. When people think that God does not allow good people to suffer, they are invalidating all the suffering of many of the saints of the Bible that went through great pain for the cause of Christ. In the days of Paul, prisons were terrible places. Most of them were dirty caves that were humid and cold. Think about it. This woman was thrown in jail with a bunch of men. 
these horrible places did not have bathrooms, running water, or even different sections for men and women. Many people would die in jail from diseases they got in those unsanitary places. The food was scarce and terrible. In some prisons, the prisoners would never see the light of day. Most prisoners were either beaten or tormented by other prisoners or by the jailers. I am sure Junia suffered pain, hunger, cold, humiliation, and isolation all for the cause of Christ. My friends, the most effective way to mature in Christ is through pain. That is why James 1, 2 through 4 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Also, Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 4.17, For this light and momentary affliction is preparing us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. And once again, Paul speaks about pain in Philippians 1.29, when he says, For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in Christ, but also suffer for his sake. Did you hear this last verse? Paul tells us that it has been granted to us to believe in Christ and to suffer for his sake. That is why, my friends, if we are followers of Christ, we must be willing to suffer. God allows some trials for us to grow. Other trials are for the sake of Christ alone. But if we go through life trying to avoid pain or running from God every time he allows us to suffer, we will never be like Christ. Please know that I'm not being negative or expecting only pain in life. That is not what I'm talking about. What I am saying is that when we encounter pain, we should trust the grace of God to help us go through it and for it to produce a mark of Christ in us, my friends. The fact that someone believes in Christ is not a sign that the person is following Christ. As I said in the first episode of this series, the devil believes in Christ, which does not make him a Christian. However, there is no better way to tell the world that you are a follower of Jesus than being willing to suffer for his sake. My family, for the sake of Christ, some of us will lose friends. For the sake of Christ, our families may reject us. We might lose promotions, financial opportunities, or recognition. For his sake, we may have to endure painful seasons. Occasionally, we may have to offer sacrificial praise or say yes to his will and no to ours. But our suffering is never in vain. The mark of Christ of suffering attracts glory, my family. In the path of every anointed person, there has been pain. Authority in the spirit sometimes represents the mark of suffering. Still, nothing preaches louder than when people see us in the middle of a tribulation or a trial, glorifying the God who is with us in that fire or is walking through the waters with us. If you are in the middle of a painful season, my friend, I pray grace over your life. May God's grace give you the strength you will need to endure your trial. 
I pray that you feel the presence of the Holy Ghost sustaining you in your darkest hour. And may the peace of God that surpasses understanding keep your heart through the storm. Junia carry on her the mark of Christ of suffering. She endured much for her Savior, but she is now with the Savior enjoying the rewards of her faithfulness. Let the marks of Christ you carry in you shine all around you, my friend. Show the people around you who do not know Christ who is a Christian. Preach with your life. Many other qualities represent a mark of Christ in the life of a believer besides the ones I share with you in this series. The hope I have is that the eight I share with you will inspire you to develop the marks of your Savior. For more information about our ministries or to send a prayer request, please visit globalgraceministries.com or write us to info at globalgraceministries.com. Blessings to you and yours.